Hey guys, hope you're doing well. Cloud with you here. We're in Psalm 55. It's a long one. Let's go ahead and get into it. Psalm 55. Now this is a lament. We've talked about that before. It's a betrayal story and it's also an imprecatory psalm. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. So let's just, let's go ahead and dig in Psalm 55. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not yourself from my plea for mercy. Attend to me and answer me. I am restless in my complaint and I moan because of the noise of my enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. For they drop trouble upon me, and in anger they bear a grudge against me. My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling come upon me, and horror overwhelms me. And I say, Oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. Yes, I would wander far away. I would lodge in the wilderness. Selah. I would hurry to find a shelter from the raging wind and tempest. Destroy, O Lord. Divide their tongues. For I see violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go around it on its walls, and iniquity and trouble are within it. Ruin is in their midst. Oppression and fraud do not depart from its marketplace. For it is not an enemy who taunts me. Then I could bear it. It is not an adversary who deals insolently with me, then I could hide from him. But it is you, a man, my equal, my companion, my familiar friend. We used to take counsel together within God's house. We walked in the throng. Let death steal over them. Let them go down to Sheol alive, for evil is their dwelling place and in their heart. But I call to God, and the Lord will save me. Evening and morning and at noon I utter my complaint and moan, and he hears my voice. He redeems my soul in safety from the battle that I wage, for many are arrayed against me. God will give ear and humble them. He who is enthroned from old, Selah, because they do not change and do not fear God. My companion stretched out his hand against his friends. He violated his covenant. His speech was smooth as butter. Yet war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. But you, O God, will cast them down in the pit of destruction. Men of blood and treachery shall not live out half their days. But I will trust in you. And so that, that's kind of a rough psalm. There's some pretty dark stuff in there. He's obviously emotionally just going through some stuff. Um, and so we can say, like, obviously he's talking about betrayal here. David has gone through some stuff in his life. We don't know exactly what the specific circumstances are when he wrote this one, but we know uh, that he was betrayed by his son Absalom in 2 Samuel. And again, in, you know, that's in 15 in chapter 16. And then also by his counselor, a hit the fell that's also in that same era so he, he it's all this drama right this crazy stuff and uh it political intrigue and whatnot so we know that kind of stuff went on uh but i think you know regardless of whether he's writing about those specific examples of betrayal it's just definitely something that's common to humanity and so as a fallen condition that we all deal with david writes this in a praise form in the psalms and so it's a lament he's talking about betrayal he's he's lamenting that and he's in, 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 it's an imprecatory psalm, so he's calling for God's judgment. And so the first thing we could say real quick is that, I mean, we don't have to belabor this, but sin 
from those closest to us usually hurts us the most. Sin from the people that is closest to us hurts us the most. I mean, you all know this, right? A friend or, or whatever it is, you've gone through a divorce or, or, or just all sorts of betrayal that's out there when we think we're good with people and then they turn on us or whatever it is. We don't have to go. I mean, I could open the mic and we could tell stories all day long that sin from the people that are closest to us are the ones that hurt us the most. And so it's really interesting, like in this psalm, David's expressing that he's hurt. And then he even says things like, Lord, get me away from this. I want to go. And, you know, it just makes us want to hide. He says he wants to go lodge in the wilderness. And then he says, Selah, like if only I could just run away and hide and be away from all this drama. And then he pauses. And so we know that that kind of feeling all of us do. Um, and, and I think what, what makes it worse than if people are, you know, against us or whatever is that they were our deep friend or a spouse hurts us in some way or whatever it is. And so he, he says this in verse 12, for it is not an enemy who taunts me, then I could bear it. At least it would make sense. Uh, but this is a man, my equal, my companion, my familiar friend. And then he goes on in verse 21, he says, his speech was smooth as butter, yet war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet were drawn swords. So this, he didn't see it coming uh, as, as we would with someone who's overtly against us. And that hurts. It's, it deeply hurts. All of us can identify with that. And so the first thing we know that sin from those are the, that's closest to us hurts us the most. And then number two, when that happens, we need to first turn to God first. When that happens, we need to first turn to God. And he says this in verse one, give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not yourself from my plea for mercy. God help. That's his first reaction. Now, many of us don't have that as our first reaction. We're going to pull out our phone to text someone or, you know, go alliance build or whatever it is. We usually have first reactions that aren't necessarily going to God first. And so David's setting the precedent here by saying, give ear to my prayer, oh God. That's his first reaction. His knee-jerk reaction is a God-honoring one, not a reactionary one. And then number three, and this is where it gets a little bit complicated. I, I worded it this way, right, as the third point. It's okay to tell God on him. It's okay to tell God on him, right? And so this is it's simplistic terms, the way to describe what an imprecatory psalm is. Now, an imprecatory psalm is basically, it's the act of invoking a curse. That's pretty much what it means. It's calling down a curse, which seems in our New Testament, you know, way FM, 94 FM, the fish, like kind of mindset of Christianity is like, that's wrong. Like that shouldn't be in the Bible. But here we see there's the Psalms and we'll, we'll talk about this multiple times that the imprecatory Psalms are God's word. And so there's some element of truth to that. When we, in a sense, express the judgment of God, this here is in worship format. Not going to get you a huge top hit on the radio, but it's very much the case in the Bible. And so we need to deal with that. What is imprecatory Psalms? How do we, how do we wade through that? And so, I mean, just to show this in verse 15, uh, David says, let death steal over them. Let them go down to Sheol alive for evil is their dwelling place and in their heart. And then verse 23, but you, O God, you will cast them down to the pit of destruction, uh, blood and treachery. They shall not live out half their days. So, I mean, he's obviously invoking that curse. Now, something to remember that's very important. First of all, 
again, these are psalms, songs, poetry. They're expressing emotion in a God-honoring way, though they are God's words to us. They're inspired scripture. Theonos, they're God-breathed scripture. So it's not like it's wrong to do this, but it's also poetry. And also in precatory, the calling down of a curse, when you read some of these verses, it's of course an expression that assumes that these people that they're directed towards are the, are at that point not repenting and that and in which case they're being you know God's call for justice is being called upon which if you believe in a God of justice how could you not you know approve of that that's a good thing as someone who never repents and constantly it has evil on their hearts and goes out to destroy people and is malicious then we want God to take care of that and so it's good to say that. That's that's what an imprecatory psalm does. It assumes that they'll never repent. Obviously, God, we see in other places in Scripture that he wants people, uh, his kindness is meant to lead them to repentance. But failing that, if they fail to repent and continue on their ways, the imprecatory psalms show that you know it's okay to call for God's justice. And so that's that third point. It's okay to tell God on them. That's okay. As an illustration, this is not mine. I, I just always remember this story. When I was in college, my roommate, uh, he was a pastor's kid, right? the, the son of the pastor of the church that I first started going to when I got saved. And he always told this story. He was like, you know, one time my dad got hit the pastor. He got this call and it was like two in the morning and it was the police department. And they said, excuse me, pastor, you know, uh, we, 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 we caught someone at your church they were trying to break in the church van and steal it. Uh, do you, we caught him before he did any damage or anything. Do you want to just let him go, you know, and, you know, give him forgiveness and all that? And the pastor said, well, tell him we love him. But uh, no, I mean, take him to jail. <laughs> so it's like much in the same way that an imprecatory psalm is expressing like, hey, we love you, but, you know, no, we're going to press charges, right? Don't steal our van, you know. Much in the same way, that's kind of what the psalm is expressing in the divine way of God's justice and wrath, etc. So another kind of crude example is if someone's being abused, you can pray for the abuser, right? obviously, pray for them to stop, pray for them to have forgiveness, etc. But you should also call the cops, right? And that's not a contradiction. And so the this complicated psalm, and we see that all over the psalms, uh, it, it's expressing something that may feel uncomfortable, but yet nonetheless is true about God's goodness, his gracious, his mercy, his wrath, his justice. All that only makes sense because of Jesus. So we can do all these things. First, it hurts when our friends betray us. Number two, when that happens, we need to first turn to God. It's okay to tell God on them. And then at last, all this is only true if we, in the last verse, but I will trust in you, David writes. If this has already happened, if it will happen, or you know someone that this has happened to, that you can cling hold to that verse, but I will trust in you. Y'all have a great day. We'll see you on the next episode.